All right, so plateaus and how to overcome them. That's the topic of today's episode. Um, we have a lot of athletes who, you know, are trying to continue to progress in their sport. And one thing that can happen as we continue to progress is the, the progress that we make comes in much smaller increments. Um, you know, it's just something that happens, you know, when you're running at first, let's say, for example, in track or something you might you know, your first year you might go down from you know four minutes of an 800 meter down to three minutes of an 800 meter two minutes and then um or you know possibly you might even start out much faster than that maybe two 240 for an 800 meter and you might go down to two you know 214 204 by the time you get into your season so you've shaved off a whole 40 seconds off on your first year and um you know, then moving into your second year, um, you you go from, you know, 202, maybe down to like a 156. And, you know, you're probably like at 156, 157. And then, you know, you probably stay around there, maybe go down to 154 by the time you're a senior. So the progress happens much slower in the bodybuilding world. This is the same thing, you know, um, you might start um, training and, and making you know, gains of, of weight and, you know, um, a nice 10 kilos, maybe your first, you know, year or so. And then, you know, after that, maybe you'll be lucky to gain a kilo every year, you know. So going from 10 years, you know, 10, you know, decrease in 10 times of lean, of lean muscle. So, um, you know, it's something that happens in sports and, you know, something that we all like obviously with competing and monitoring our ability to perform is the um is the uh, one thing about that is is you know the progress is what kind of makes us you know happy and gives us the drive to continue going so if we're able to you know keep on you know progressing at a fast rate i mean it's very very satisfying for us as as athletes and as athletics, athletic people. So, um, you know, some of the things that we've been able to do with our athletes are get, you know, some of you from, um, you know, UFC fighters to have increased fitness on the fitness tests. Um, you know, for the first time ever, we've had strawweight champions literally jump from um, a, you know, yellow phase and in their um, in their uh, fitness categories to the green phase and we've also seen um, you know 800 meter times drop down from a 151 down to a 149 we've seen um, these uh, bodybuilders jump from their dumbbell um, bench press uh, from you know 95 expecting to do 95 five six reps to being able to do 105 um you know six seven reps so um a lot, a lot, a lot of progress in that and that's something that we're really excited to um, obviously share with you guys uh, wide receivers in the nfl literally um mentioned that they feel like they're not training nearly as hard because their body's not getting as sore they're recovering faster from their workouts and during their workouts and between running the routes um and you know what we really focus on 
from the performance aspect is uh, increasing your ability to really recruit more muscle fibers. Um, you know, if you have more muscle fibers available to do the work, it's kind of like you have a bigger workforce. Um, you know, if the work intensity stays the same, the volume of work stays the same, but now you have more workers, um, the perceived effort on any individual worker becomes less. So um, kind of why, you know, some of these endurance athletes are able to um, perceive at least that they're not training quite as hard. Um, another analogy is, you know, it's kind of like adding horsepower to an engine. So, you know, we've taken uh, longer distance runners from, um, you know, running what they expect to be a seven minute mile pace for nine, 10 miles to being able to drop down to a six, 15 minute mile pace. And um, still then we also have seen that um, we've helped, you know, them on an eight mile run towards the end of that, being able to hit, you know, a 450 mile on the last mile, which, you know, is amazing. Um, so if you, I mean, are an athlete, maybe either professional or collegiate, or um, you simply are athletic and you like to monitor your progress and you feel like either one, that you've plateaued or you've sort of passed your peak, um, then this is exactly the um, technique that's going to help you. It's nothing uh, that you put into, nothing endogenous putting into your mouth. It's more so uh, a natural uh, neuromuscular technique that allows you to, that you can do to um, recruit more muscle fibers. Um, and, you know, with those more muscle fibers, then you can continue to grow in your sport. Um, it is, the techniques are going to be disclosed on how to do it. We direct you to our social media where we have a bunch of tutorials on, on how exactly it's performed. And, um, you know, with that, you'll be able to um, go ahead and reap the benefits of of the increased performance aspect yeah. and the um, and so um, without really oh one thing I did want to also mention is you know, a lot of us we think you know we can't do certain things anymore because of age we sort of passed uh, passed that age in our life and we're too old to compete at that level and that's really um, not what we've experienced with a lot of our clients. Um, I mean, we've seen some guys, you know, have a record for like a 148 and then they are now back down to a 151 for 151, 152 for the longest on an 800 meter. And we're able to work on them, get them back down to 140s, uh, late 140s again. So it's, um, you know, something at least from what it seems, not that their age is an indication that they're not able to do it anymore, but it was uh, a variable actually that, um, you know, we pay, our bodies pay uh, ramifications as we continue to use them. And that is cumulative. And eventually, um, you know, once with time, those, those can stack up enough to the point where, you know, you feel them you feel them um, 
so significantly and they display in your performance. Um, so with that, then um, go ahead and you know we'll jump right into it. Um, so first I'm gonna start off with talking about some case studies of some of these athletes that we've had the pleasure of working with. Then we'll jump into a little bit, um, you know, how we'll jump a little bit into um, how you can do it uh, and then when, you know, is it something that you do daily, is it something that you do, uh, you know, once a week um, and then where, you know, where are you, just, should you come into a clinic? I mean, obviously we mentioned that you can perform it on your own. Is this at practice? Is this before practice? Is this after practice? Um, so uh, let's go ahead and start by talking about uh, a story that I really like is, um, I briefly discussed the, uh, the 800 meter runner. Um, there was a period of time where we were working with uh, a track team and, um, you know, a lot of it was to gauge the objective results of what we do uh, because we knew that we were improving performance and uh, running times are something that's easy and that's uh, objective to see the result in. Um, whereas, you know, something like soccer, uh, football, baseball, um, those things are more subjective reports of, you know, I felt better. Um, so uh, one thing we did gather was um, our technique works and um, the results were a lot more uh, immediate and significant that than we anticipated. Um, you know, we had a sprinter mentioned that, you know, for the, for the longest period of time he was running, you know, he was a very, very fast sprinter and, um, you know, division one college, um, university of Southern California. He has close to the record there. He, his fastest was a 147. Um, and, he was running at the time that we met him about a 151. So he was off of his fastest time by a long shot. Um, he mentioned that he's, you know, training hard still. He's, you know, eating well, sleeping well, recovering well. I mean, he slept in a, he sleeps in a $5,000 tank to reduce the, the oxygen supply. Um, and, you know, one thing that he mentioned was that, you know, um, his just his legs felt stiff. They didn't. They felt really stiff. His knees felt like they were creaking during his workouts, and so that's one thing that we were able to give him back was his ability to recruit the muscle fibers in his calves, in his shins, in his quads, in his glutes. And with that, of course, I mean, there's going to be traumatic improvement. Um, the next, you know, working on him on a on a Friday, then he had his a race on the following Thursday. Um, his time dropped down from a. Uh, 151 down to 149 so he was very very excited um, because that year um, his junior year he didn't he didn't get sub 150 that year I mean his, his record was set his freshman year so um, you know really really excited about that then you know we worked on um, some 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 football players from that school too obviously USC is a, is a big football school um, one in particular who comes to mind well there's a few that come to mind uh wide receiver uh you know this happens a lot um 
you know, some sometimes the hip might start to act up a little bit. So then your ability to, um, you know, run routes, um, do plays, do certain drills becomes uh, impaired. And so working on him, one thing that was amazing was that, you know, he ha- he felt this all season. He felt this, you know, like nagging kind of feeling in his workouts. Um, like he was kind of, he was having to sort of hold back a little bit on his effort uh, or something was kind of just holding him back. Um, he felt something there in his hip. And um, for about eight months from the season of uh, around October down to uh, May when we met him, he, he had been struggling with this. And now at the point of May, he was going ahead and he was getting ready for the draft, um, draft for the NFL. And, um, you know, he really wanted, that's where we kind of caught him at the most important time of really his, um, his, his life at that point. Um, and so we went ahead and, um, we went ahead and we, uh, you know, working on him um he mentioned that hey you know um and what we did you know obviously he felt that you know the, the lagging was in his hip but and, and you guys you know as you're listening to this you might be like okay you know i have lagging lagging parts in my hip or maybe it's my hamstring or maybe it's my glute or maybe it's my knee or maybe it's you know um he mentioned that he had he mentioned that um you know he felt like he, you know, doing his workouts, he's used to, you know, he said, um, you know, I bust my butt during my workouts and um, normally I'm like very, very sore, but I noticed that, you know, working this time around after being worked on, I wasn't feeling nearly as sore. Like I was recovering faster and I was like, am I not working hard enough? Um, you know, so he um, really, really, felt the benefits in in his performance his improvement um and uh you know he did well that year he he did end up getting drafted to to a pro team he played with them the new york the saints and um and uh, things worked out uh, another teammate actually of his uh, a defensive lineman had nagging in his hamstrings um that would hurt a lot in his legs so he actually uh going into the pro league for the buccaneers two weeks into it he retired uh retired his jersey and uh fortunately enough we were able to work on him he spoke to his coach and was able to get back in with the buccaneers um you know his coach understood and everything they put together a contract for him again and um you know that was something that's one of the more um i guess sort of reasons that we have to say hey look you're not past that point in your age it's not something that your body can't keep up with it because you know this athlete who who was certainly sure of that and and um you know retired because of, of that that belief now he he was able we were able to get him back into training or getting back in, into the pro league so um an nfl team at that and so that's one thing that, you know, we're happy to be able to give to these athletes. I mean, we had another um, set of cross-country runners who we mentioned were supposed to be running a seven-minute mile pace for a 10-mile 10, 10 run, just trying to build some foundation in their performance. And they were able to drop down to 6.15, um, literally just having been worked on by us, um, you know, really really severe changes and 
anything else. Um, so that's been something that we're happy to bring to them. They had an eight mile run and were able to finish the run with a four minute and 50 second pace on the last mile. It was slightly downhill, but um, you know, hey, 450 at the end of eight miles is, is pretty good, especially around, um, around uh, July or June, uh, from actually late May, late May, really, really good time to hit. Uh, for cross-country runners and they just mentioned that their legs felt so much more open their stride felt so much more um, longer smoother they felt their legs felt really really fresh and um, you know that's something that that's something that we habitually and, and routinely give to these athletes
Um, and so um, if you are a swimmer, obviously the same thing you do, you use a lot more muscle groups. So you're going to want to do a lot of the, um, you know, just the forearms, the shoulders, chest, um, infraspinatus, teres major, teres minor, lats, um, you know, the calves, hamstrings, glutes, quads, shins, um, you know, all those, you would want to really work on them depending on, I mean, really you can tailor it depending on, you know, what's really, really weak, um, you know, we're sorry, what you feel you have the least mobility in, you can try to work on your weaknesses, that way you can, you know, notice more significant improvements, um, you know, I, I would recommend um, that you do maybe an hour and 15 minutes a day, or an hour and a half a day, uh, roughly, if you work multiple workouts, what you can do is, to based on the workout, and if they're different workouts that involve different muscle groups, if they're not, if they're the same muscle groups in the different workouts, uh, you can do 30 minutes after, uh, you know, 45 minutes after each workout if you're doing two workouts a day, 30 minutes after each workout if you're doing three workouts a day. Um, that's what I recommend for, I mean, I guess for me, because I'm really, really tight, uh, what we recommend in general, though, for people is going to be like, 15 to 30 minutes total throughout the day, uh, depending on obviously how easily you stretch uh, and move and depending on, you know, how many different muscle groups you need to get through. So let's, you know, just keep that in mind. And, um, you know, once you get that, you know, you get that feeling and you are, you know, working on these different groups and so um yeah that's how that's what a session would look like uh and that's how often you guys should do it in terms of um just the you know the when you know right after your workouts i definitely recommend that um you know you go ahead and get into some warm sweats and you know, change out of what you're wearing because that's going to be loaded in sweat and get into some nice warm clothes uh, that you can go ahead and stretch in. Um, and then, um, you know, go through, go through the different exercises like we mentioned uh, for the given times. Um, and you can also see, you know, what, what exercises you should be doing for which muscles based on your sport on our social media. Um, our YouTube channel, the stretching about exactly like this podcast has the different um, exercises, the different exercises for you. Um, so you can go ahead and help yourself to that.
Bye-bye.